Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The FT. Welcome to this edition of World Weekly with me, Gideon Rachman. This week we look at Spain, where the government of Mariano Rajoy and his popular party are embroiled in a party funding scandal that threatens to bring down the government. The crisis comes at a bad time for a country that's still struggling to revive an economy where unemployment is around 25%. Joining me on the line from Madrid is Tobias Buck, our bureau chief there, and in the studio is Tony Barber, our Europe editor. Tobias, first, I mean, this scandal's been rumbling along for quite a while. Why has it suddenly flared up? Yes, well, the scandal first broke back in January when a Spanish newspaper published what it said at the time were copies of the black accounts, the secret slush fund accounts of the ruling popular party. Now, the man who apparently was in charge of that account uh, is the former party treasurer of the PP, a man called Luis Barcenas. Both he and the party uh, at the time denied that the, uh, that the documents were correct. Um, he said it wasn't his handwriting and so forth. Now he has radically changed his tune. He basically appeared in court on Monday here in Madrid and confirmed that indeed these were his accounts. They were the party accounts. So he confirmed that uh, he had uh, made uh, undeclared cash payments to top party leaders, including Mariano Rajoy, the current prime minister. And he also confirmed that the party had for some 20 years at least been receiving illegal and undeclared donations from construction companies and other businesses. Tobias, I mean, that sounds pretty fatal to me. I mean, if if the party treasurer has said he's running a slush fund in which the prime minister is directly implicated, how does the government survive that? Can it survive it? Well, the government is surviving it quite well by simply denying that there is anything at all to these allegations. Their case is at least somewhat strengthened by the fact that Mr. Barcenas is making all his declarations from jail. Uh, he has been, uh, he's, 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 he was uh, remanded in custody uh, back in uh, uh, late June because, uh, and this is actually how the whole scandal first started, because the prosecution found that uh, this gentleman, the former party treasurer, um, had uh, as much as 48 million euros in various bank accounts in Switzerland, and they would like to know where that money came from. So he is a man who has quite a few uh, legal problems of his own, and what the government and what the ruling popular party are arguing is that he's simply trying to divert attention from his own legal pr- uh, troubles by pointing the finger of blame at Mr. Rajoy and at the rest of the party. Now, Tony, I mean, obviously, the whole of uh, Spanish politics is inflamed by all this. From a distance, from, from London, does this look like a very serious crisis for Spain? I think that uh, it does raise serious questions about the ability of uh, Mr. Rajoy's government to press ahead with the difficult economic and financial sector and and fiscal policy reforms that are needed to 
strengthen Spain's position uh, in the Eurozone, he faces problems on two fronts. One is with the 17 autonomous regions in Spain, uh, not only the most restive, such as Catalonia and the Basque Country, but, but others where the whole question of how to distribute the pain of the reform effort uh, is causing a lot of tension. And the weaker he is because of this party financing scandal, the harder it is to negotiate from a position of strength with the autonomous regions. His second problem is that of the general public in Spain, which has a, to put it mildly, a very low opinion of the political party establishment and has been undergoing a lot of pain through the higher taxes and spending cuts, uh, not to mention the mass unemployment you mentioned, and frankly uh, is disinclined to put up with more of this when it sees a, a scandal on this scale uh, brewing up uh, in, here in Madrid. And uh, Tony, I mean, of course, the Spanish scandal is not uh, not an isolated crisis in southern Europe. I mean, it seems quite striking that over the last couple of weeks, after a period where things looked like they were settling down a little bit in some of the more troubled economies of southern Europe, you've got a government crisis in Portugal, you've got big strikes in Greece, Italy, you know, has, has a new government, but not terribly well dug in. Are we seeing a revival of political troubles right across the southern European belt? You could also mention Cyprus, I think, uh, whose uh, bailout package was very badly organised in March and which uh, dealt a, a fatal blow, I think, to the uh, only recently elected president. Uh, so, yes, uh, a lot of these troubles uh, have resurfaced. I don't think they ever really went away, to be to be honest. The, the political instability in Italy is, is something pretty chronic. Portugal, the the government, the centre right government, struggled manfully to hold the line on uh, on its uh, austerity policies agreed with Brussels. But you see the fracturing of of of, of uh, that effort now. So uh, uh, it was a little complacent, if anybody really did think um, in Brussels or or at the ECB headquarters in Frankfurt that the problems were were disappearing. I'm not sure they ever really did think that, but yes, they are more visible than ever as we approach the August uh, holiday. Now, Tobias, I mean, Tony mentioned that the, the political scandal was playing out against the background of this terribly difficult economic situation in Spain. Is there any sign that the economy is reviving or that there'll be some cheer from that quarter or are the political and economic crisis is likely to exacerbate each other? Well, there are signs that uh, Spain is gradually escaping from recession. The government is pretty confident that um, growth will return uh, in the second half of the year. Um, we have unemployment figures out for the second quarter next week, uh, which will probably look quite good because Spain, for seasonal reasons, always does rather well in early summer. I think the real problem on that front is that uh, growth will be far too anemic to create any jobs. So even the government expects the unemployment rate to remain around 25% all the way up to 2016, which of course means that they will have to face voters again with a pretty terrible record in the job market. And Tony, I mean, what does that mean for the wider euro crisis? Obviously, it's pretty tragic for Spain. But is there a sense that if these countries don't pull out quickly, we're going to go back into the economic and financial aspects of the euro crisis reviving with spreads and problems about sovereign debt and so on. The central uh, effort of the 
European authorities uh, since the crisis broke out has been to try and prevent the sovereign debt crisis and financial sector crisis from contaminating and destabilizing uh, Spain and Italy in particular, both of which are regarded as countries almost too big to for it to be possible to save if matters got out of control. Uh, in the case of Spain, there has been a flow of rescue funds to the financial sector. And the question is whether that program might need to be extended beyond its deadline. Uh, it's supposed to expire around the end of this year. There is some talk that uh, that might need to be extended because much of the Spanish banking sector is not fully back on its feet again. As I say, I think the real question is whether one might see the continuing problems in uh, the smaller rescued countries, i.e. Greece, Cyprus and Portugal, to a lesser extent Ireland, uh, whether those problems will flow back into the really big ones that matter, Spain and Italy. The jury is probably out on whether that might happen, but it certainly won't help if you see a, a gradual return to higher interest rates in the rest of the world, partly because of uh, US policy beginning to affect Europe. And uh, Tobias, I mean, any uh, European country, but particularly one that's in economic trouble, needs a forceful advocate in Brussels, needs a leader that can command the uh, respect of his peers. I mean, Mr. Rajoy has always been a slightly bizarre political leader in the sense that he seems very introverted, not a natural communicator. Uh, Is he even more damaged now and, and therefore less effective in Brussels? Uh, I think that is almost certainly true. I mean, he certainly um, has lost much ground here in Spain, not just because of the allegations, but also of the manner in which he responded to them. He has been very reluctant to say anything at all. He has steadfastly refused to appear in Parliament to answer questions about this. And he just sort of has been hiding behind a wall of blanket denials, which has weakened his position, which has massively weakened his poll ratings here in Spain. And of course, that automatically uh, feeds through into his standing in Brussels, where, as you rightly say, he has never really been a, a player at the top table, partly because of the country's economic weakness, but also partly because of his character, which is sort of, he, he's obviously not a sort of um, table-thumping leader. And finally, Tobias, I mean, it does seem, given all that, quite striking that that you still think he's going to be able to carry on. So what's wrong with the Spanish opposition? Is the, are the socialists incapable of taking advantage of this? And also, a couple of years ago, Spain gave birth to the Indignados movement, the young people's movement occupying central squares in Madrid and elsewhere. So there seemed to be a lot of public pressure for change to the system. All that's kind of dwindled away, though, hasn't it? Yes, there's certainly uh, relatively little pressure from the street at the moment. I mean, the Indignados movement survives, but in various sort of splinter forms. There's various more targeted campaigns against house evictions, against banks and so forth. But there's no longer a sort of mass movement, a very visible mass movement that puts great pressure on the government. And regarding the political opposition, uh, that has been really one of the most striking tales of the last two years is that um, as unpopular as the current government is, as, as unpopular as uh, Mr. Rajoy and the, and the Popular Party are, still ahead in the polls uh, compared to the opposition socialists who have a fairly uh, weak, lackluster leader and who, of course, presided over the early years of the crisis and hence find it quite difficult to 
capitalize on the weakness in uh, Spain, given that many voters still blame them, or at least partly blame them, for, for the troubles in the first place. Thanks, Tobias. Uh, Tony, just a, a final question. Just put this in a bit of perspective for us. I mean, it does seem remarkable, having followed European affairs for a while, that Spain, which used to be a sort of shining light of the EU, uh, economically, politically, even culturally, it was a kind of the success story. It does seem in such a uh, bad way at the moment. I think what we're seeing there, though, is the slow seizing up of the institutions that were constructed after the end of the Franco dictatorship. And I include here the political party system, which, as Tobias indicated, has been very much a two-party system, really, since the early 1980s. Uh, There are signs that this is cracking a bit now. You're seeing new or revived movements on both the left and the right that are taking a certain chunk of the uh, opinion polls. They aren't quite the same as the populist Beppe Grillo movement in Italy or the radical leftist movement Syriza in Greece. So some comfort can be drawn from that by the Spanish political establishment. But I think the problems with the legal system, the judiciary in Spain, the problems with the political parties, the somewhat lower reputation of the monarchy in Spain, uh, all these things are combining to darken the outlook, I I would say. And uh, you're right, Spain was something of a golden boy for a long time. And also its population was very fervently pro-EU. It really saw Europe as as uh, the future and a place which guaranteed prosperity and political stability. And that is also coming into question in the minds of quite a few Spaniards. So this scandal over the popular party's financing couldn't really have come at a worse time. Tony, thank you very much. And thanks also to Tobias Buck in Madrid. That's it for this week. I'll be away for the next three weeks, but World Weekly will carry on in my absence. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts here at bellingcat we get to the bottom of things from a global crisis to an underreported event we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface we connect the dots using social media posts satellite images and public records and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.